Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 20. The verse 15 from the King James Version of the Bible says, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Ha! It means a child of God can walk as a fool. It is the fool who has said in his heart that there is no God. In other words, when you live your life independent of God, when you live your life without recourse, without reference to God, and for that matter to His Word, because you can see God, but He has given us His Word, and the Word is God. So when you live your life without the guidance of God, through His Word and by His Spirit, you are living as a fool. See then, you've got to see to it, he's telling you and me, see then that ye walk circumspectly, in other words, discreetly, utilizing the moments, making the most of the time. So he says, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. That is why he said in the verse 16, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Did you hear that? Hey, child of God, we are not living in heaven yet. The days we live in are not user-friendly. The days are evil. Way back in the first century church, Apostle Paul calls those days evil. How much more? I mean, 2100 years after. This is 21st century. And remember, the Bible says that evil men shall wax worse and worse. Galatians 1.4 calls this world present evil world. So if the days were evil in those days, I'm sure that evil has really increased in height. Evil has increased in, in measure. Evil has increased in dimension. Of course, evil has increased in depths. They are devices, I mean, of, of evil, both from demons and those who have made themselves agents of, of Satan, who have sold their soul to Satan for evil works. So see then, You've got to see to a child of God that you walk circumspectly, you walk discreetly, you walk wisely, you walk utilizing the moments, making the most of the time. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. God wants us to walk as wise. Oh my God. Redeeming the time. To redeem means to buy back, to make the most. Take back the time. Time does not wait for anybody, mind you. Time and chance. Never wait for anybody. So when you have the opportunity to serve God, when you have the opportunity to 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 offer your life for, for, for the services of God, when you have the opportunity to give an input to the body of Christ, it will never go unrewarded. Take note. Every input, every effort of ours is noticed by God. He says, even if you give a glass of cold water to one of these little saints, it shall not go unrewarded. So God takes note of every one of us, whether we have gathered together physically or we have gathered on a virtual platform, the body is one. And our individual contributions to the work of the ministry, to the work of our Father, is noticed by God. And every one of them is going to be rewarded. If it was with selfish motive, God knows it. Bible says that He looks at our works with the eyes that are like unto a flame of fire. In other words, He will look through your works. If it was of a selfish motive, that means it was of wood and of hay and of stubble. It shall burn to ashes and you get nothing. But when your works 
are of God. Then it's like unto gold or silver or precious stone. When he looks through your works, it shall be refined. And then you shall receive your reward. I don't know what you're doing with your life, child of God. I don't know what your, your services are in the kingdom of God. I know there are some people who, for the fact that we are not gathering physically as a people, I'm talking about International Prayer Resort Ministries, have just taken a low profile. You know, they are just sitting on the fence. And they are just there, waiting for us to gather before they will be a part of the body. Come on! What are you talking about? It's sad. I must say, it's sad. It's very sad. Very sad. Because you don't even know what you are doing, not to anybody, but to the head of the body. Yeah. You don't even know what you are doing, not to anybody, but to the head of the body. The one who called you from darkness into his marvelous light. The one who washed you with his precious blood. The one who bought you with a price. The one who has given you an assignment in his body. And you stay aloof. You stay indifferent towards him. Do you know what it means for somebody to go all the way to the cross to offer himself as a sacrifice for you and me? He took my place and your place and died my death and your death and went to hell in my name and in your name. That means he saved us. Why don't you live for the Savior? Why don't you live for the Savior? Why don't you make the most of the time that your life will be that instead of me living for any other cause, I choose to live for the one who died for me. That should be the mentality of any wise child of God. Yeah. If we are wise, he says that redeeming the time because the days are evil and we should not walk as fools, but we should walk as wise. If we are wise, we will live for the purposes of God. You will, left, you will let your life count. You will let your input be known and be felt. It will be said that even if, let's say, okay, you are not even interacting, at least your labor in prayer will be known and be felt. And I don't need to come and know that this is what you're doing. Heaven knows it. I'm talking about having a record in heaven that you have a contribution for the growth and the progress of the body. So I'm talking to members of the body of Christ. And in particular, those of us who are International Prayer Resort Ministries, this is our third anniversary month, September 2020. We have not gathered physically yet, but we can still gather on any platform that is introduced by the ministry for us to share fellowship together. He says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some. If God says, don't do something and you do it, I hope you know that there is a consequence. So when you stay aloof and you stay indifferent, there are dire consequences. I'm not the one saying it. It's God who has said it. And let God be true, but every man a liar. Some of us don't know why sometimes things don't go the way we expect them because we, 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 we make it look like we are, we are seven men, whereas we are seven God. And every one of us will give account of ourselves individually at the, at the judgment seat of Christ. If it was for good, it shall be rewarded. If it was for evil, know that your works are in vain. So what are you doing with your life, child of God? I'm communicating to somebody who has sat on the fence and is just indifferent and doesn't care whatever happens will happen. Wow. Someone will say, yo, 
Alright, verse 17 says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. That's what I'm talking about. Some of us don't know what the will of the Lord is, let alone to understand it. We don't even know that when one member suffers, the whole body suffers with it. And when one member is honored, the whole body rejoices with it. So if I were you, I would seek the progress of the body because the progress of the body is my progress. But when you are indifferent towards the body, it is your own blockage. You are blocking your own blessing and you don't even know. No wonder in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul said, when he was talking about the Holy Communion, he said that for this cause, many are weak and many are sick among you and many have even died. Think about it. Just because they did not discern the Lord's body, I have, I have preached a message like that before. One of the uh, Sundays when we had the Holy Communion, I preached on discerning the Lord's body. Just because they did not know that what they were doing, they were doing it to the Lord. Because whatever you do to his body, you are doing to the head. He is the head of the body and the head and his body are one. So because they did not discern the Lord's body for this cause, many are weak and many are sick among you and many have died. Never you blame anybody nor the Lord for some of the mishaps that come our way. We are the cause of our own um, mishaps. Oh yes, we open the door. The Bible says, he who breaks the hedge, the serpent will bite him. So if the serpent bites you, don't look for who attacked you because he has already said that no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. So if the weapon fashioned against you prosper, don't go and look for who threw the bomb. You see, what we do is that we are looking for who is this witch, who is this wizard, who is this that. But those people out there are no match to the one who lives on the inside of us. Haven't you read First John chapter 4 verse 4? He says that you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. You have. He didn't say you're going to. You have overcome them. He gave the reason because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The greater one lives on the inside of you. So I'm not saying that, I mean, we should not war. We have a place for warfare. We have a place for being watchful. We have a place for, you know, guarding our hearts with all diligence because out of it proceeds the issues of life. I'm referring to the fact that when you are so conscious of the fact that this thing that happened to me, it must be because of this weapon. It must be because of this arrow. It means that you might have broken the head because he says, whoever breaks the head, the serpent will bite him. So if the serpent beats you, who caused it? It's not the weapon that was thrown at you. It is you who opened the door. So please, child of God, this is the will of the Lord. He says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Some of us don't understand the will of God. I mean, we just believe that, okay, um, I mean, come on. When I think about the way we, we behave, Apostle Paul actually, you know, queried the Galatian church, for instance, and said that, who bewitched you? Having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect in the flesh? Who has bewitched you? And some of us behave as though we have been bewitched. Oh yes. Because we don't even understand what the will of the Lord is. We live as though, you know, if this man will not do this, then I won't do that. What? Is it a man who called you? Is it a man who died for you? The only man who died for you is a man of Galilee. His name is Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. And he is worth living for. 
Jesus is worth living for because he died for you. Why don't you make up your mind that I'm not waiting for anybody to you know, prop me up before I do the right. I will do right because it's, it's worthy bringing you know, God's worship to him. It's worthy bringing God's praise to him. So I will do right. Okay. Look at verse 18. He says, And be not drunk with wine. Ephesians 5.18 Wherein is essence, but be filled with the Spirit. Some of us are not drunk with wine, but we are drunk with foolishness. We are drunk with our own selfish motives. We are drunk with our own pursuits. We are drunk with carnality. Yeah, so you may say that I don't take wine. But you may be, you may be feasting on something else that other than being filled with the Spirit. So you are drunk anyway. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, in which is debauchery, wherein is foolishness, stupidity. In fact, the Greek word is stupidity, but be filled with the Spirit. How? How do you get filled with the Spirit? Verse 19 says, Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Here he is not talking about me speaking to you and you speaking to me. He, 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 he was addressing a collective number of people. So he made it plural by saying speaking to yourselves. But individually he's saying you speak to yourself. Me speak to myself. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You've got to do that. Learn to minister to the Lord. Learn. That's how you get filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, not to man, to the Lord. Learn to take charge of your life. Learn to say, I'm, I'm, I'm blessing the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Let me end with verse 20. 20 says, giving thanks always. Oh, I like that. For all things unto God. And the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, in Thessalonians, it says that uh, um, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In Christ Jesus. In everything, child of God, give thanks. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of of our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know what I've communicated this morning, but I believe that somebody out there needs a certain awakening. Don't forget this is the year of great awakening. We've got to wake up. This is the amber month, September, October, November, December. It's a period where what you have sown in the last eight months, you begin to reap. So I don't know what you have sown, but it's a season of harvest. It's a season. The Bible said there's a time for everything. And this is the time of harvest. But what have you sown? If you have sown to the flesh, know of a certainty that of the flesh you shall reap corruption. But if you have sown to the spirit, then know of a certainty that of the spirit you shall reap abundance of life. You shall reap joy unspeakable and full of glory. I pray in the name of Jesus that if there is any seed, evil seed, we might have sown in the past that did not yield its fruit. I pray that if it is not gotten to the fruit stage, then God in his mercy will let those evil seeds be uprooted 
so that only the righteous seeds we have sown will yield their fruit in these amber months, beginning from September into October, and then November and December. Let goodness and mercy attend to you wherever you are. Let the grace of God, you know, uh, abound towards you in the name of Jesus. Let the hand of the Lord be stretched forth towards you, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. I pray that we will we'll heed to God's word today, that we will make the most of the time, because the days are evil. The days are evil. Look at COVID-19 era alone. You, you can obviously, I mean, witness that life indeed has changed and probably will remain so until Jesus comes. Life has changed. We are not living in normal times. I don't know whether you are aware of it. We are not living in normal times. We are not living in normal times. I look at a congregation I, I so much cherish and respect in the era where we say we should gather, for instance. They have a very beautiful, big auditorium and they had to gather, you know, fine, but they gathered in the open air. Everybody with no mask, sitting one meter distance apart while the auditorium is lying empty. Only the preacher was preaching from the pulpit. I told myself, these are not normal times. These are not normal times. Think about it. Yes, they have gathered, but the gathering was in an open air whilst the church auditorium lied empty. Just because we need to observe certain, certain, certain social protocols to avoid COVID-19. So if your thought is, oh, we are gathering together so that you know, life will be the same. These are not normal times, child of God. That's why I said that redeeming the time because the days are evil. Make the most of the time. When we have not gathered physically yet, what can you do? What does that mean that you will stay indifferent and stay aloof and stay there doing nothing just because we have not gathered physically together? Come on, this is not child play, child of God. Sometimes my heart bleeds for some of God's people. I, I, must be, I must be sincere. Yeah, sometimes my heart bleeds because we don't even know what we are doing to the Lord. We crucify the Lord again afresh without knowing and we put him to open shape and public display of our folly and we don't even know. May God forgive us and have mercy on us. And give us the understanding, understanding what the will of the Lord is, making the most of the time. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice, and even those who listen to the live presentation as a recording on Facebook hereafter. I pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will begin to understand what the will of the Lord is, that you understand and appreciate that the body. It is true that the body of Christ uses organizational principles, but the church is not a mere organization. The church is a living organism. It is called the body of Christ. It's a living organism. So what you have learned, for instance, about organizational principles may not all apply when it comes to the body. Please take note of that. This is not just an organization where you go and say that, look, I put this paper here and I'm expecting that. No, the body is a living organism. 
It's not just an organization, though there is an organizational aspect, there is a social aspect to church. But church is not a social gathering, it's a spiritual gathering. If for the mere fact that some people did not, I, I always use the word some, it's not some, many did not discern the Lord's body and therefore many were weak and many were sick and many died, that tells you that this is not an ordinary gathering. It's a spiritual gathering. It's a gathering unto the Lord. He says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. One time, Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthian church and was addressing somebody who had done something that he says even the unbeliever will not do. The Gentiles out there will not do. And he was talking about you know the person having a sexual affair with his father's wife on his father's bread. And Apostle Paul said, and you are quiet about this? You should have judged already. Then he now gave his judgment. He said, when you are gathered together and my spirit with you, Meaning that as a supervisor, though he was not around, whenever they gathered together, he says, my spirit is with you. Hand over such a person's flesh to Satan that his spirit will be saved. These are serious apostolic statements that I cannot even have the time to, you know, uh, expound on. What am I saying? The times that we live in are not user-friendly. The days we live in are not user-friendly. We've got to make the most of the time. What God has given us. We have the opportunity to even communicate on radio. We have the opportunity to communicate through a platform like Facebook. Right from the onset. I remember very well when we started this ministry. And I I started using uh, social media like Facebook. Many people came to me and said that, um, Prof, uh, can we do away with the Facebook because some people are not comfortable when they come and then they are shown on Facebook, they don't want to come again. I said, my friend, you are not the one who called me. The one who called me said, use this social media and let God be true but every man a liar. I chose to listen to God than to man. Do you know that if I had listened to man, for instance, by now, we would have had to now look for an opportunity to know how to use a media like Facebook to minister to people because we would have cut off a certain number of following. But by the grace of God, for the past three years, we have gathered a certain number of following. They may not all appear live on our gathering, but they watch the video. And that is consistency. And so if you are going to use organizational principles to run church, you are wrong. And I announce to somebody out there who thinks only organization, organization, and you don't know that the church is a living organism, you are wrong. You are wrong. And so repent in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and change the way you think about the body. Because what you do to one, you are doing to all. And above all, you are doing to the head of the body himself. And he will not take it kindly. No, he will not take it kindly. I think I've spoken enough. Yeah, I've, I've spoken enough. May the hand of the Lord come upon us this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. And may the grace of God give us the willingness to yield ourselves under the influence of the Spirit so that the Holy Spirit will have the right of way, so that the Holy Spirit will have the preeminence, so that the Holy Spirit will, will have the room to flow from within us unhindered in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray 
that will wake up in these times of 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 great awakening, the year of great awakening, who will wake up to the call of God, who will wake up to the voice of God, who will wake up to the master who has called us. Bible says, faithful is he who has called you and he will also do it. But you've got to say yes to the call. You've got to respond to the call. You've got to give yourself to him and then he will prove himself true in your life. I pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the spirit of the living God will come afresh upon us in this day, 2nd September 2020. The hand of the Lord will come upon every one of us and will perfect that which concerns us in the name of Jesus. May the spirit of our God, may the spirit of grace and glory, may the spirit of God rest upon you, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. In the name of Jesus, may God perfect all that which concerns you in the name of Jesus. May God usher you into grace and into glory beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness may the hand of the lord perfect that which concerns you i pray that the spirit of wisdom will take possession of your spirit you will understand the will of the lord and walk in it in the name of jesus may god breathe upon you the freshness of his breath the freshness of his presence the freshness of his power that you will wake up and begin to put your input in the body your contribution in the body you don't need to do it for man to see or for man to acknowledge uh, uh, um, your input. No, do it as unto the Lord. Bible says, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord and not unto man. Knowing that of the Lord, you shall receive the reward and the inheritance. When you're doing things because you want man's recognition, you are wrong. There is no reward. You have your reward already. I'm telling you. When you're doing things just for man's I mean, eye service, let's put it that way, eye service for man to say, well done, you are wrong. It should be Jesus saying, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Not man saying, well done. Fine, it's okay when man says, well done. But if no man tells you, well done, still serve the Lord. Making the most of the time. Because the days are evil. I said, if you have no cause for living, at least live for the one who died for you. It is enough that Jesus died. And that he died for me. You remember that 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 hymn. He says, "I need no other argument. I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died, and that he died for me. I need no other argument." I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. Is it not enough that Jesus died? I think it's enough that Jesus Christ died for you and me. So if there is any cause for living, it should be that I want to live for the one. Who died for me I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you make the most of the time redeeming the time knowing that the days are evil may the hand of the Lord rest upon you may the Spirit of our God fill you to the overflow with great understanding with wisdom may the spirit of wisdom and understanding come upon you may the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord come upon you may the Spirit of the Lord take his rightful place upon your life that God will anoint you to do his will in the name of Jesus. That you will make the most of the time, redeeming the time, 
because the days are evil. That whether we have gathered physically together or not, you just know that I am a part of a body. When one member suffers, the whole body suffers with it. When one member is honored, the whole body rejoices with it. So that you will seek the rejoicing and the honor of everybody because our the rejoicing of others is actually your rejoicing. May the Lord bless you with understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Spirit of God come upon you and perfect holiness in the fear of God. We bless and be truly blessed today in Jesus' holy name.